Hey there, I'm trying something new today because uh, my car is about to explode and I really need to get it done. But also it is currently uh, Thursday at like noonish and I have not recorded a new episode for this week. So guess what? You're getting a phone episode this week. If you want to enjoy it, go ahead. If you don't, well, I'm sorry to hear that. So today's episode is going to be about guest characters because... I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and they were go- talking about some things they'd been enjoying lately. Some, uh, what's the phrase? Some mangas they've been jo- enjoying. And they started talking about various different characters that have kind of gotten some acclaim in the more, uh, not the more, the modern pop culture that have been try- kind of getting more and more into the public eye. And that kind of inspired me to think about what would be some cool guest characters in Mortal Kombat, you know, that would go alongside and fit alongside the ones that we've already had. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about that here on today's episode of... Alright, so today is going to be a little more off the cuff than usual, because, again, just fucking, I'm, I'm currently sitting outside the car dealership, working on uh, getting my car looked at. There's like seven people in front of me, so it's going to be a long-ass day. Well, I was just thinking, because Mortal Kombat 12, when eventually it comes out, will assuredly have guest characters. Every MK game has had them since not, well, <laughs> debatably. Every MK game has had them since DCU. <laughs> Which, I mean, they kind of had one. Well, not really. I was, I was going to say, like, oh, in Armageddon, but making your own character doesn't count as a guest, I suppose. There's no licensing or anything like that. But yeah, MK, MK, uh, DLC characters, or guest characters, rather, specifically, have been a big part of the Mortal Kombat franchise for the last frickin' 20-ish years. Okay, maybe not that long. 15 years. So, I'm just going to think back to some of the older ones, which, and then talk about some potential new ones. So, I think everyone knows the first one that the first official guest character in the history of Mortal Kombat, which was fucking Kratos. Kratos was... This was at the time where he was at his hottest... Like, I think God of War 3 had just come out, and God of War was just dominating the, uh, the guest care not the guest character. God of War was just dominating the frickin' PlayStation, everything. And it was the one thing at the time that was making everybody in the Xbox, PC, and Nintendo things kind of turn their head and be like, well, look at that shit. The violence, the sex, the character, the just the everything. Kratos was on top of the world at the time, and he was a perfect fit for the Mortal Kombat world. Just the way he would brutalize and absolutely destroy beings that realistically should be ten times stronger than he could ever hope to be. 
you know, perfect guy to kill gods and demons and, uh, you know, shit like that. Plus his huge array of weaponry, all of his various different uh, fighting styles, he and his general demeanor and personality. Very pissed off man who was too angry to die. Kind of like Scorpion, so he fit in perfectly. But unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, the only thing that he, he really had, or the only real downside to him was... Because he was a Sony character, he was only available on the PS3 and Vita versions of MK9, which was kind of lame. <clears throat> and it's it's kind of a shame when you think about it, because well, not looking back, but what's the phrase here? Oh, right, the new Kratos is way cooler than old Kratos, and it would be really cool if you were to come back. But uh, NRS and Ed Boon, I think, specifically said. They are no longer going to be doing console-exclusive characters, which, yay! But at the same time, that means that Kratos is not coming back. Which, again, it sucks because, you know, bearded boy, Kratos is way better than old Kratos. In my personal and ever-so-humble opinion, as somebody who's never actually played the God of War games. Well, that's not true. I played God of War 2 a couple of years ago on uh, my friend's playstation back when i lived with i guess it wasn't really my friend it was my brother's friend but whatever you get the point so yeah Kratos was a perfect fit for the series and i think they did a pretty good job with him like i i never got to play him but i saw a lot of, a lot of gameplay videos and a lot of people liked him a lot and he made a lot of sense he fit in perfectly i think anybody could have taken a step back and go yeah, Kratos and Mortal Kombat, I could totally see that making sense. I could totally see them, like, coexisting in the same universe. And the exact opposite of that was the second ever guest character in Mortal Kombat history, which was fucking Freddy Krueger. <laughs> now, I don't get me wrong, I liked Freddy Krueger. Like, both as a character and as a guest in Mortal Kombat. But, he does not... <laughs> like... Of all the serial killers, really, except for maybe... You know what? No, I can't even think of another one off the top of my head, which is, like, of all the famous serial killers... Like, fictional serial killers, of course, like Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, Ghostface. I can't think of anybody who is less fitting and less appropriate to be, you know, fighting people in hand-to-hand combat, you know? And... Honestly, they ended up doing a pretty good job with them. Like, he had a fun gameplay style. The things where he could, like, put you to sleep and shit. It was all fun and it was all cool and all that. But it's just when you, like I said, when you step back and you look at it, it's like, this doesn't make a lot of sense. You know? But, and also, the biggest crime of them all, which was that it was based off of the new Freddy Krueger from the... What was it, 2009? Whatever, the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. They based the Freddy off of that. It, oh. Nowadays, they absolutely would have gotten Robert England. Like, even if it was like, okay, we want to use the new Freddy to promote the new movie, right? Even if they wanted to do that, they would have also gotten Robert England or something, you know? Or the, the fucking... Because marketing's changed nowadays. Uh, the studio would have been like, okay, yeah, we got a new... Nightmare on Elm Street movie with a new Freddy, actor playing Freddy Krueger, but 
if you guys put Robert England in there, then it'll still get people's minds going. It's like, oh my God, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a new movie coming out. And then they'll go see it, you know? But I guess, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were planning to do a franchise for the new, uh, I keep wanting to say Five Nights at Freddy's because of fucking Freddy Krueger. They're playing to, they were playing to do a new Nightmare on Elm Street series with it, with the new guy. So I guess they were trying to promote him. But obviously that didn't work out. You know, honestly, I never saw the the, the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. So I don't know if it was actually bad or people were just like, ah, it's not the same. You know, one of those things. One of those little issues that movie companies have when they're trying to reboot shit. Yeah, which is the, big, the biggest problem with reboots, which is you, you you get you take the famous character and then you recast them, and even if they do a good job, people are like ah, it's not the same though. Like quick side tangent, they've been talking about uh, recasting uh, Wolverine for the MCU and having it not be uh, Hugh Jackman, and even Hugh Jackman has been like, "Yo, I, I can't be Wolverine forever, guys. Come on." Right? But it's like, and I, I even find myself in this boat, which is like, who should play Wolverine in the MCU? And I'm just like, Hugh Jackman! But I know he can't be Wolverine forever. And they're gonna have to find somebody new eventually if we ever want to see Wolverine again. But again, no matter who they get, even if they do a really damn good job. It's just not gonna be the same, you know? It's just not gonna be the same. Oh well though, right? So yeah. Those first two, you had somebody who fit fucking perfectly. Like somebody that anyone would have agreed, oh yeah, that's a great pick. And then somebody who you just kinda like blink and go, fucking why him, right? Even if they like the characters, like, why the fuck would you pick Freddy Krueger? And again, like, you, like I said, even if you wanted to pick, you know, a famous, you know, movie serial killer or whatever you want to call it. A slasher villain, that's the phrase. You know, Jason, Michael Myers, Ghostface. You know, Ghostface is the least intimidating of them all, but still. It's like, these are guys who have gotten into physical, like, fights with adults in the past. That you could kind of justify, you know? Freddy Krueger is more of like a stabby in the back and make fun of you kind of little bastard man. Which doesn't really work for a fighting tournament, right? I guess the tournament part doesn't matter, but you get what I'm saying. So yeah, the, somebody who works really well and is super appropriate, and then somebody who's just totally out of left field. Which leads us perfectly into MKX's guest characters. MKX had four guest characters. And I'm, I'm going to start with everyone's favorite and then work our way down to what I believe was everyone's least favorites, which was another case of fucking perfect, perfect choice, perfect fit, works really well, the Predator. Everyone loved the Predator, from the aesthetics to the costumes to the gameplay style to just everything about the Predator. Perfect, 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 perfect. And apparently, well, not apparently, he was also a really good competitor in terms of, like, competitive play. Or, did I say competitor? Character, whatever. Because I remember there was several people, like, several bigger, higher-name 
uh, members of the FGC who were like, oh yeah, fucking Predator. Predator was fucking legit. Predator was great. I love Predator. Right? <clears throat> However, and you've heard me, you, I'm sure you've heard me bitch about it in the past on other episodes. I, the one thing I didn't like about the Predator was his x-ray. Because his x-ray, and this isn't the Predator's fault or anything. This is the, the company's fault, but still. Is I'm going to cut your fucking head off for my x-ray move. And then you're going to stand back up and we're going to keep fighting. What? That doesn't make any sense. But, whatever, that, that, that's a little great. And, see, whenever I bring this up, I always, I have this feeling of like, I'm complaining about, about gore and violence in a Mortal Kombat game. What the hell am I talking about, right? And I know in my heart that that's not it. See, I'm not just complaining about gore and violence in Mortal Kombat. I'm complaining about, you know, how they're doing it, whatever. Right? Which is, I, I don't like the, the things in Mortal Kombat where, like the x-ray moves, the fatal blows, stuff like that. Where that's just, that just killed them. How are they still fighting, right? And you can say the unrealistic part of it, which is everything, right? But I think that was kind of what made Mortal Kombat so special in the old days, which was that the fatality was the big, the, the last hurrah, the big, the finale, right? But now... Ever since MKX, which MK, even MKX, it wasn't as bad. It was still bad, but it was still like it was not as bad. When MK11, it's like you're doing like three fatalities per match, right? Like three things that are equal to in damage and violence and scale of a fatality. The only thing that they're missing, for the most part, is the actual, like, cinematics of the actual fatality. And it's just, like, it makes the fatalities, it makes the thing the most recognizable part of Mortal Kombat, being the fatalities. It makes them less special when you can do them, or when you can do something equal and sometimes better than a fatality multiple times in the same match with the same amount of blood and guts and violence and murder except they just you know stand back up which is the only difference that's the only thing that makes fatalities special anymore is the fact that you don't stand back up afterwards anyway getting back to what i was saying so yeah the predator was a really cool character i, I loved his costumes i loved his variations i wasn't I'm, i've never been a huge plan plan i've never been a huge fan of the like kind of trapper like setting shit up gameplay style in any fighting game really I'm a big dumb asshole who likes to just go in and just rah, like rush down and whack people and grab people and throw them around as aggressively as possible. So his main appeal of like, you know, the setting up the traps and the stunning and the nets and all that, eh, it wasn't for me, but it was, he was really good. And I, honestly, I was going to say, I don't remember how, and, and most of these people, and this is going to apply to most of these people, I do not remember how the hell he got like into the Mortal Kombat lore, you know, because every guest character, you got to have some kind of at least half-assed explanation for why they're in the lore. Although, now that I say it out loud, I think the Predator was probably the easiest to get in there because 
you know, predators are trophy hunters. They want to go and get big, cool skulls of big, cool creatures or opponents or whatever. So <laughs> the Mortal Kombat tournament would be the perfect place for the predator to go hunt because then you have a shitload of super cool, unique badasses that you can kill and take their skulls. Including somebody like, oh, I don't know, Jason Voorhees. Now, Jason, I love Jason. He was, and probably is, I'm going to choose my words very carefully here. I'm going to think. Thinking about all the options that I have. Yeah, I'll say it. Jason is my favorite guest character in Mortal Kombat so far. Because I'm a nerd. I'm walking around, I'm pacing outside right now, because in case you don't remember from 15 minutes ago, I'm currently outside because my car's getting fixed. I'm right now wearing a Jason Voorhees key lanyard, right? I'm a freaking Jason Voorhees nerd. So, of course, when Jason got announced, I basically shit myself. And I got him, and he was pretty much the only guest character that I really used. Like, I went to the arcades, I went on through the arcade modes, I went online with him. I actually, you know, tried my best to actually use Jason Voorhees to his fullest uh, ability, you know? As with, you know, the other ones, I was kind of like, oh, they're cool. I fucked around with them a little bit. And I was like, eh, whatever, moving on, right? Guest character specifically. J Jason, he was a very simple character because he was a very simple boy. His machete that he didn't always have, which was the weird part because I think... I think he only kept... He only really had the machete in one of his variations. And then in the other two... It would just kind of like teleport in or whatever for uh, like special moves and stuff. And I will say, as much as I liked Jason, I really liked Jason. I liked the look. I liked the default look they chose for him. All that stuff. And it's because Jason, poor Jason, my poor sweet, sweet simple boy, has been fucking rocked in the legal world with all these rights issues bullshits because. If you look back at him, it's like, like from the Friday the 13th, the game, you know? You look back at Jason, and uh, apparently I'm, the Russians are about to attack me. Sonya, is that you? Hey, thank you for fucking off, helicopter. So, what was I getting at? Right, Jason, looking back, it's like, how the fuck was every variation not its own, like, movie, right? Like, okay, I liked, I liked the default look of Jason. Because I actually think that, um, in terms of, like, the straight Jason look, I think that, uh, Friday 13, or Friday 13, Friday vs. Jason was probably his best look. Because it's, it's simple, it's to the point, it's what you would envision Jason Voorhees to be if you were just like, hey, envision Jason Voorhees right now. That's what you think of. The shirt, the hockey mask, the machete, the pants, the boots. Ball, right? However, it is a crime that that was not his default. And then variation two wasn't the pillowcase. And like variation three wasn't Jason Goes to Hell or something like that, right? It is a crime that he did not have more variation to his look and also, to be honest, to his moveset. Jason Voorhees played really basically, right? 
Like, there, there wasn't a lot special about him, including his fatalities, you know? Like, that was my biggest disappointment with Jason, was that his fatalities were kind of boring and basic. Like, fatality one was just, I'm going to cut you in half. I'm going to swing three times and chop, chop, chop. You're getting cut in half, right? Something that they do in fucking brutalities, right? I'm pretty sure that's something that freaking half the cast had as brutalities, where it's like, I'm going to take this bladed weapon, I'm going to hit you three times, and then you're going to get cut in half, right? And they tried to spice it up a little bit with the music and the, the, the camera cutting and the looking up at the machete and all that. They tried to spice it up, but it was just felt still boring and basic, which was a damn shame. It's a damn shame. And then his, the, the second fatality, which was the, um, the, they call it, I think they call it, I think it was literally called a sleeping bag fatality. Where he reaches down, grabs you by the ankle, and then whaps you on the ground. And then when he pulls you back to whap you again, your arm just comes off, right? And he pulls you back and he whaps you on the ground again, and then your leg comes off. And then he pulls you on the ground and whaps you on the ground again, and you explode, right? That doesn't make any sense, right? Like, even in the physics, in the, the world of Mortal Kombat, those physics didn't make sense, right? Because, like, I would have preferred, honestly, if you, like, literally pulled out a fucking sleeping bag and, like, threw it over you like a trash bag and then just, like, wa-bam, 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 wa-bam repeatedly. And then, like, maybe, like, you freaking... You go into the fatality void, you know? So, and then, like, there's a tree in the background. And the, the, the last one is that he takes you and he swings your side. always like a baseball bat and you whack into the tree and you snap in half, right? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right? But his fatalities, like, they felt like something from the freaking... They felt like something from MK4. Is, I'm going to cut you in half by hitting you three times and I'm going to smack you against the ground and your, part, your body parts are going to break off, right? Like, he had some really weak fatalities. And with so much material. Like, I think the time... There hasn't been a new uh, Jason movie since the... Uh, I haven't been a new Jason movie since MKX, so... I think 11 movies to work with. 11 movies worth of material to work with. And that was what they came up with? It's like, what the fuck? And, it, again... The biggest name in slasher horror, like unequivocally, right? The biggest franchise that has made the most money per capita, that is the most famous, like hockey mask killer, is the standard for, you know, a pair, like the Simpsons or whatever thing is like, well, we need to make a serial killer, throw a hockey mask on there, right? He is the most famous, the most popular, the most profitable character, slasher. In history. And you give him some freaking MK4 fatalities, right? And he's had 11 movies with 11 completely drastically different looks to him. And he has have the same one costume where it's like, one, he has a necklace, and then the other one, his eyes glowing. Or, or whatever it was. So it was really basic, right? Like, at least with, with uh, Leatherface, we're going to get to in a minute... Like, each of his looks, like, he had the lady, he had the normal one, he, like, between his variations, he actually looked different. Like, his mask changed, right? And it's just, it's a damn fucking crying crime and shame that they weren't able to do, or they chose to not do more with Jason. 
But hey, I've spent way too much time rambling about Jason Voorhees specifically. So I'm going to move over to the next character, which again, I said I was going to go from most popular to least popular. So I think the next one was the Xenomorph, a.k.a. Alien, which I actually really liked. I really liked the idea of the alien from this game. I remember MKX, which was, it was an alien that freaking popped out of a Tarkatan. Which you think, as much as I love Baraka, and he's my favorite monster in the series, uh, that I would have loved playing Xenomorph, but eh, not really. Because it, it was, he, he didn't really feel like he played like Baraka or anything like that, you know? It was just the the flavor of a Tarkatan, you know? With the arm blades and all that. It wasn't really like, I didn't get the feeling, it's like, oh, I'm playing as a Tarkatan character. I'm playing as Baraka right now, right? He just was like, the feeling of it, but... Overall, the, the alien was actually really good. People liked the alien a lot, right? And I, I didn't... Alien's one of those ones where it's like... It makes sense contextually, but as an actual character... I don't know, right? As an actual individual character who is going to be fighting people? I don't know. Because the alien is more, like, sneaky and, you know, attacking from behind and all that. So... I don't really see the alien... Well, I, I mean, yes, it has in the past for, like, the exosuit and all that, but I don't know. It's just it, I don't think of the aliens, uh, even the drones, you know, as a fighter, you know? But, I mean, it worked out really well. The, they didn't really... Because well, you, you couldn't. Uh, they couldn't really play with the acid blood thing too much, which was... I mean, I'm pretty sure he, there was, like, at least one brutality where, like, the drone slashed open his own chest or something and you bleed to death with the acid blood but then you know or you melt to death from the acid blood but then you also have the fatalities where it's like i'm going to rip you open and cover myself in your blood as like a victory thing and it's like <laughs> if they wanted to put a lot of extra effort and a lot of extra time into it every single one of those fatalities should have been a freaking dual fatality where they like when they pick you up and rip you, rip the xenomorph in half and cover themselves in his blood they just start going like ah! and they just start melting down into a pile of bones which again would have been really fucking cool but extremely impractical which damn you money and time and resources and realistic expectations could have been really cool but hey whatever uh, he had some pretty good, uh, fatalities, some pretty good cinematics and stuff. I like that it, like, went to the Queen Alien. They, they were able to incorporate the Queen Alien in there. And see, it's like, again, going back to the Jason Voorhees thing, you can really tell, and this is like a, a thing with just the characters in general. This isn't necessarily a Mortal Kombat thing. This is like a, any fighting game franchise or any franchise period thing, which is, you can really tell who they really cared about. Who really got all the love, care, and attention. Because, like, Xenomorph and Predator, the, the, like, there was shit happening that was literally right out of the movies. They put so much time and attention and work into getting them to be as realistic, as authentic, as, like, fan-pleasing. Ah, getting a dry mouth as fan-pleasing as humanly possible. But Jason, not really. 
you know? And it's, it's especially whatever when you compare it to the next guy, which is Leatherface. To those of you who didn't know, Leatherface was so damn good, so high tier, and so had so much love and care put into him because Ed Boon was personal friends with the actor who played Leatherface in the first movie. In the first couple of movies, I think. And that was also the year that he had died. So getting him into Mortal Kombat and getting him all that love and respect was pretty much just a tribute to the actor, right? From, you know, Ed Boon. Which I don't have a problem with. And, I, like, I think everyone had the same reaction when Leatherface got, got announced, which was, fuck Leatherface, what? But he actually ended up working pretty well. And I, I talked earlier about Freddy Krueger, how it's like, I don't really see Freddy as, like, fighting someone, right? Like, he caught, he fought Jason, like Freddy Krueger did, because they wanted to make a Versus movie. <laughs> but in terms of, like, the movies and stuff, I don't really see Freddy, I don't remember Freddy doing a lot of, I'm gonna fucking go fisticuffs with you. It's more like, I'm gonna freaking... I don't know. He, he, he was more of devious and trickster, you know? And Leatherface, he kind of... He kind of rides the line between somebody like a Jason or a Michael Myers. And, well, you know, I was going to compare him to Freddy Krueger, but no, he's a fucking moron. What, what was I even thinking? I don't even remember. I think I did that thing where I was going... I was going to make a different point, but then... I forgot what it was and started making a different point that didn't make sense. So yeah, Leatherface is, he is nothing like Freddy Krueger. Right, that was going to be the comparison, which is in between the level of I can absolutely see him fighting somebody and I absolutely cannot see him fighting somebody, you know? Like Jason or Michael Myers, yeah, they throw down sometimes. There have been scenes in their movies where they are literally fist fighting somebody and they obviously win at the end but you know uh, Leatherface has not really had that he's kind of like hiding behind corners to whack you on the head with a hammer or to you know chasing somebody to just hit them with a chainsaw not really like a bunch of a fighter but <clears throat> they did a pretty good job with adapting the I'm gonna bonk you on the head with a hammer and run after you and grab and slash you with a chainsaw Taking that general thought process and turning it into a fighting style. They did a pretty good job with that. No, I will give them full credit where it's due. I think that that uh, freaking, what's his face? Leatherface ended up being a way better character than anyone ever thought they, that he possibly could be. And he was actually, uh, he was a pretty fun character to play and to, you know, they, did, they put a lot of love into him and care. Uh, I like that he had a crush on Cassie and tried to give her a face. And then it didn't work out, as you can imagine. But, yeah, he was pretty good. And, uh, I honestly don't remember his fatalities. Oh, no, there was the one where he... Ooh, he was brutal as shit, now I'm thinking about it. Because <clears throat> his one fatality, which was the one that everyone went, at. Which was he pulls down, like, a meat hook from the, the ceiling, which, shut up, don't worry about it. And grabs you and hooks it through your head and so you're like 
with the hook through going into your mouth and up through the fucking back of your head. And then you fucking chain chainsaws you right in half. Oof. That one was brutal as fuck. That might have been one of the most brutal ones in the game. Like it's always with the mouth. Now something about it. Maybe I just have a thing with the mouth, because I I thought just now, the three most brutal fatalities in MKX were probably the one where Takeda throws his weird spiky cables down your throat and then just rips out all your intestines out your mouth. Then you had the one where Ermac, like, freaking telekinesis you up in the air and squeezes you and crushes you and then just whack all your organs out your mouth. And then, of course, like I just said, the uh, Leatherface one where he sticks the hook up in your mouth and then cuts you in half. Oof. Maybe I just got a thing with the mouth. That's a that's an entirely realistic possibility. But yeah, he was the most... And to this day, like, even Freddy Krueger, people are like, okay, there's a new movie out. And they gave him two claws instead of one, and he has magic, and okay, so he can, he can work, you know? I think Leatherface to this day is still the most out-of-left-field guest in Mortal Kombat history. And uh, that cleans up uh, MKX and MK9. So, what do we have left? But, and I could talk about the Injustice guests, but I don't feel like it. Anyway, that brings us to MK11, who has had the most guest characters to date at a whopping five. So, Joker, Spawn, Rambo, Robocop, Terminator. Five guest characters in MKX. Or 11, whatever, some kind of number. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are declaring war on bisexuals. You know what? I'm not going to read that article. Anyway, moving on. So of these five, there have been a lot of... We'll call it consternation about them because... I remember when MK1, or MK11's Combat Pack 1 got announced... And one of the first characters that they teased was a little guy named the Joker. And at first people were like, what the fuck do you mean the Joker? That's stupid, because reasons, right? However, the thing that I really had a problem with, I didn't have a problem with the Joker as a character being in Mortal Kombat. Because he just, and as he showed in the, when he actually got in, that's, that's freaking Joker's jam. Just being able to go in and disembowel and torture the shit out of people for fun. Just have a, just have a gay old time doing it. Uh, Joker was a perfectly fine fit. And if you're going to have somebody from the DC world in Mortal Kombat, I don't know if there's anybody remotely as good of a choice as fucking Joker. Like even someone like Harley, no. People are like, well, what about Deadshot? It's like, oh, there we go. That's what we need. Another shooty man who isn't really known for his brutality, you know? And, like, maybe there's, like, some super, like, ah, oh, well, you, you see in fucking Green Lantern Volume 97, there's a secret Red Lantern called the fucking Disembowelment Lantern. And his whole thing is that he explodes people, but they're still alive, and he just pulls all their muscles out one by one. And then he uses the power of the ring to put them back together and then explode all their organs so they bleed from the inside out, right? Or some shit. But in terms of, like, anyone that, you know, 
a character that anyone would actually give a fuck about. The Joker, perfect choice. And I think they did a pretty good job with him. But they almost shot themselves in the dick with weird fucking 15-year-old Joker. Do you guys remember that? When when uh, Mortal Kombat, um, when Combat Pack 1 got announced? And it had, it was like, oh, Sindel, and this one, and this one, and the Joker. And people were like, oh, cool, the Joker, I think. Or maybe not, I don't know. And then you saw him, and you were like, what the fuck? It's like, who the hell wanted a pubescent Joker? He was so young, it was weird. Like, normally, like, a Joker that young would have to be, like, a fucking... Would be, like, Red Hood. He wouldn't even be Joker yet. And maybe it was because of the, uh, not the Arkham, the Gotham show. They are like, oh, well, Joker in Gotham is, like, a younger kid, so, you know, we'll make a younger Joker. Kind of like the Freddy Krueger thing in MK9. It's like, well, younger Joker's kind of the thing right now, so we'll make a younger Joker. And people were like, what the hell is that? Get it away from me. People were like, oh, right, never mind. We'll fucking, we'll staple 30 years onto him. And now the finished product Joker looks pretty good. Like, he's got that, that hook nose. He's kind of got the, uh, not, he doesn't quite have the same kind of, like, chin jaw structure. But he's kind of got that Arkham City, or uh, Arkham Asylum look to him, you know? And he ended up looking pretty damn good. Right? And he actually ended up playing really good as well. He had, Joker as a character, had a fucking ball in the Mortal Kombat world, as I said he would, you know? Just being able to shoot people and gut people and just torture the fuck and just having a great time while he's doing it. And doesn't have to worry about Batman until the friendship DLC came out. And then Batman started being a dick. <laughs> Excuse me. I also like the idea that uh, that Batman is off screen watching the Joker and then just making sure that he doesn't completely kill them. It's like, okay, he can you know, slit their throat and beat them with a cane and shoot them. But the second he goes in for the for the official kill, no, 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 then I have to step in. It's like, oh, yeah, thanks, Batman, you fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, like, like he fit in, fits in perfectly. I like his ending where he goes and meets up with Havoc down in the Chaos Realm. It's like, yep, that makes that makes perfect sense. That is a match made in hell right there. Uh, Havoc and the Joker. Yeah. So, yeah, I, honestly, in Joker is... He's one of my favorite. Like, I... Actually, I'm going to say this again. He's probably the guest character. Again, specifically the guest character in MK11 that I played the most. The one that I played the second most, however, would have to be... Robocop. Robocop is one that... I think I mentioned this before. He's one that I feel like... I like him as a like in Mortal, in the context of Mortal Kombat. I like him, and in the movies, I like him. I like the RoboCop. I never saw the remake, but I, I like RoboCop and I like Peter Well and all that good shit, right? But there's something in my brain that I'm just looking at. I'm like, he's too bulky. He's too slow. Like, realistically, RoboCop shouldn't work. Realistically, RoboCop should not fit very well, right? But. If you just kind of ignore how slow and clunky and like, he is, 
which because that's a visual bit that nobody can see because this is an mp3 whatever just how slow and bulky and clunky robocop is supposed to be if you just kind of go yeah fuck that and just make him do whatever you want okay he works out perfectly right the important thing is that you have the look and the work and the voice and the face and the dick shooting holy fuck they loved shooting dicks in that game. Like, looking, like, I think half of Robocop's fatalities and brutalities all involved him shooting someone in the dick. And it's like, I get that that was a really big, iconic scene, but also there was a lot of other stuff. And I'm, okay, shoot him in wherever you want. Shoot him in the vagina, shoot him in the dick, whatever, but... It's just, it's kind of weird that there was so much of it. Like he, like every other brutality and one of his two fatalities, he shoots you in the dick. It's like, and it's not like they were being lazy either. They still like, they had so much going on, right? They had so many weapons, so many, uh, the freaking the, ah oh crap, I can't remember what the name of it is, but the big robot that can't go downstairs. They had combos, they had the shield, they had all kinds of stuff. So it's not like, well, it's a cop-out because it's easy, right? They chose to just have Robocop be the dick-shooting character. He is more mean and abusive to people's genitals than fucking Cassie and Johnny combined. Which, that's kind of their whole thing. So it, again, it's weird. But hey, whatever, it works. And he's a, he's a fun character. He works out, he works really well, and they did a really good job of getting... Uh, all the, like, with these, because uh, MK9, the theme was whoever we can get. MKX, the theme was horror characters. And MK, uh, for the guest characters, I'm talking about. Uh, in MK11, the theme was 80s nostalgia. And also the Joker. Because they had Schwarzenegger as Terminator, John, Sylvester Stallone as John Rambo, uh, Peter Weller as Robocop, Spawn... I think Spawn was more of a 90s thing, but whatever. And then they were going to get Ash Williams, played by Bruce Campbell, which that would have been more 90s, 80s nostalgia, but what could have been, right? What could have been? So, yeah, I liked Robocop. He was pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be doing a list at the end here, so I'm not going to go too far into it. Next up is Rambo, and... Rambo was, uh, we'll call him an interesting one. He, he fits and makes sense in the, when you think about, like, the military presence of Mortal Kombat, the, you know, Sonya, Jax, Cassie, Johnny at the end, uh, stuff like that. He, he makes sense in that context. It doesn't matter how the hell did he get there. And <laughs> you know how John Rambo got into the Mortal Kombat thing? A uh, portal opened up. And, uh, and he went in through it, and then he started fighting. The end. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck about, the, about making it make sense or giving any kind of proper contact. It was like, eh, Portal, John Rambo's here now. Do you, did you want him in the game or not, right? So, I mean, it worked out pretty well. And he was kind of like the Predator from uh, MKX. A lot of his things was like setups, nets, traps, stuff like that. So not particularly my personally preferred playstyle. But John Rambo's pretty good. He was a good character. He was fun. I did have some fun with him. 
but I never took them online or anything like that. I never tried to give them like an actual in earnest try because completely honestly, I didn't really use most of his stuff. I would do like basic combos and like the fucking machine gun and all that. Like I wouldn't set up traps and do the, I wouldn't really do all the stuff that makes John Rambo a unique, different character. But I liked him. I did enjoy using him. So, I, I don't have a lot to say about him. So, we're, other than the fact that fucking going so much just alone, he actually, he um, licensed his face. And he used his voice. The, the, the Rambo, in case you didn't know this, the, somehow, the Rambo in Mortal Kombat 11. That's Sylvester Stallone's voice. Uh, what they did, because of COVID and all that shit, he didn't want to travel, slash he couldn't travel, and so what they did was they brought him in over Zoom and had him record his lines over the internet, which, if you know anything about production or audio engineering or whatever, not even close to ideal circumstances, you know? And I'm sure that, you know, he had his, um, he had a decent microphone and all that, but the best case scenario is you get the actor, you put them in a padded room with a freaking $3,000 microphone, and you have them do six takes of each line, right? I presume you don't got that. But freaking bless his heart and good on him for actually, you know, putting forth the effort and uh, you putting in his face as well as his voice. Because he could have just said, ah, just scan my face in. And have, have a half-assed sound-alike do my voice, like the next guy. This episode is brought to you by Cassie's Confections. Are you looking for something that's sweet and a little nutty? Well, then Cassie's Confections is the place for you. Because if there's one thing that Cassie knows besides kicking ass and chewing bubblegum, it's crushed nuts. Peanut butter pie, sweet pecan pretzels, almond almond beans. If you want your mouth filled with nuts, we've got you covered. These mouth-watering creations are brought right to your door through our Special Forces-grade secret drone technology so you can get these combat creations baked fresh daily and you don't have to wait long to lose your teeth. Call today to place an order and you'll receive a free piece of Cassie's Torsion Toffee. That number is 312-883-1350. And make sure that card doesn't decline, or it'll be your nuts in our next batch. Once again, that's 312-883-1350. Call now. The Terminator. Which was almost Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Terminator was a character who, what? I'm fucking, whatever. The Terminator from the Terminator movies, the T-100, who looks like, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They got old Arnold, they got young Arnold, they got Arnold with the handoff, but they didn't get Arnold's voice. And I will give the guy complete and total credit. A, I did not envy his job. I would not want to be the guy who has to go in there and try to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because everybody has their Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh, yeah. I'm going to... I will fuck you. I want to sex you up. No, that's, that's Fabio. Uh, whatever. Everyone has their own Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. But part of why everyone has their own Schwarzenegger impression is because he has such a unique and distinct voice. And trying to be the guy to go in there and be like, I am going to do that voice is not an enviable position at all because everyone knows what he sounds like and especially when rambo got in and it was actually stallone 
the comparison became even worse. And also, Robocop was Peter Weller. I think I said that. I don't remember if I did. But Robocop in MK11, they got Peter Weller's face, and they actually got Peter Weller to come in and do the lines for the, for the movie or for the game. So Schwarzenegger was the only celebrity who came in and did not do his own lines. I don't know if it was a, uh, it was a COVID thing or a scheduling thing or they didn't want to pay him to do it. I don't know. But anyway, all that being said, uh, Terminator was a, he was an all right character. He was very bulky, very hefty, but not quite in the way that I like. Like, I really like playing Goro because Goro is just a fucking monster. He is, I'm gonna, I have a big health bar. I'm gonna hit you really hard because fuck you, I'm bigger than you, right? That's the kind of bulky character that I like in fighting games. Terminator was kind of like that, but he was slower and didn't hit quite as hard. And he had his little secondary revival mode, which was the thing where it's going to be, I'm go you can't hurt me, I'm going to kill you now. Which was the thing where all of his flesh burned off and he just turned into the T-100. Which was kind of ended up being kind of worthless. I don't know, I actually don't know if they buffed it in the end. I remember at launch, it was worthless. It was worthless, 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 worthless. Because you would get like 10% of your life back and you have super armor, but then you could like do like three moves. And if somebody just jumped backwards and threw two projectiles at you, you die, it was worthless, right? But it was cool. If nothing else, it was cool. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But in, in, in all fairness, he turned out to be a pretty good character. Kind of like uh, Leatherface, where... Yeah, the, it, the Terminator fights people, but he doesn't really have much of a fight. Actually, no, that's, that's not true at all. The Terminator doesn't fight people. The Terminator kills people. Uh, the Terminator doesn't really throw hands. He either shoots or... Except against another Terminator. He either shoots or just punches you one time and you're dead, right? But they obviously you can't just do that in a Mortal Kombat or in a fighting game. So they had to they had to do some work to make him really work work, you know. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job. <clears throat> he was definitely a character who valued style over substance. But hey, in Mortal Kombat, nothing wrong with that. Uh, in terms of like, I didn't really use him very much. He was he was all right. Uh, I don't think he ever really ranked on, like, the like the competitive scene, you know? I think everyone was just like, yeah, now he's fine, I guess, right? But to my knowledge, he's on the lower tier of, an, like, an actual competitive tier list. But he had some pretty good accessories. Again, like I said, he had there was old Arnold with the beard and young Arnold who looked similar to how he did when he was uh, in Terminator 1. They, they had a bunch of uh, references to old Schwarzenegger movies and... Like I said, a lot of style, not a lot of substance, but sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's perfectly fine to have a character who is not viable competitively. Somebody who is made to just be cool and to just have some fun with. And speaking of a character who is viable competitively, the final guest character in the history of MK11 being Spawn, who was 
a character that people wanted in the game since fucking MK9. And for a while, people thought he was going to get into injustice, but nope. And, thank, and thankfully, he didn't. Because Spawn, as a character, and as a fighting style, and as a background, and all that stuff, fits way better with the hyper-violence of Mortal Kombat than he would in the relatively tame world of Injustice. Uh, he was voiced by... When I, when I mentioned, it's like, oh, they got all the celebrities except for Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that includes Spawn. Because, you know who voiced Spawn? Mother fucking Keith David himself. They got Keith David to do Spawn, the voice of Spawn. Because who the hell else would you get that anyone would give a fuck about? And that instantly made him way better. Spawn was a wild... I guess it still is. A wild character with all kinds of shit in his arsenal. He's got the freaking guns. He's got the magic. He's got all these freaking weird... He's got these weird grabs. His fatalities and his uh, x-rays are... Or not x-ray. Um, fatal blow. I should just call him x-ray. The fatal blow is just so cinematic and crazy. And there's so much... You, you can tell that... You can tell that Spawn, they knew that Spawn was a character that people loved and wanted really badly, and they wanted to do him the best they could, right? Because I, I'm not a big Spawn guy. He's cool. Don't get me wrong. I like Spawn. But I've never read a Spawn comic. I've never, I haven't watched a Spawn movie. I'm nothing against Spawn. I've just never been a huge fan. I've never really consumed any stuff. And... But you can look back and be like, oh, that's clearly a thing. Like the, cl the clown head on the on the <laughs> clown head on the rhubarb, the, the clown head on the rebar, uh, the the like the things he talks to people about, his voice lines, like all these different little scenes, like his intro where he's up on top of the church. That's from a scene of a com the cover of a comic book, stuff like that. You can tell that even if like I'm sure that they were fans in the studio, you know. But it was the kind of thing where you could tell that the the MK team, the NRS team, looked at Spawn and went, people have wanted this guy so bad for so long, we gotta do it right. And from everything I've heard from people who are huge fans of Spawn and people who just play Mortal Kombat 11, they did Spawn pretty fucking good. Like, he, people are like, he could be a little better in terms of, like, actual viability, but in terms of just, like, his look, his style, his fighting, his voice, his lines, his personality. From what, from everything I've heard, because I'm not a big Spawn guy, they fucking nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. And good. That's what they should do. And it, it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Because if he had come in an MK9, they wouldn't have been able to do half as much crazy shit. And then MKX, he would have been lost among the guys like Jason and Predator. In terms of, like, being characters that people really wanted, right? Like, in MK11, don't get me wrong. Joker, Rambo, Terminator, Robocop, they were all cool. But Spawn was the only one that people went, we fucking want this guy, right? Like, even MK9, people were like, oh, man, it would be so cool if Kratos got in the game. And Kratos got in the game. MKX, people were like, oh, man, Predator would be so fucking cool. Jason Voorhees would be badass. I heard people talking about that before they got announced. Right? And then they got in there, and people loved him. 
and Spawn, so it, it was Spawn was better off being an MK11 because he got that spotlight of this is the guy, the non-Mortal Kombat character, like the, the, the guest character that everybody's been asking for. And he got with the budget and the, the graphics and the cinematics and everything they had going for them. Excuse me. Spawn was better off waiting until MK11. And I think he was perfect. So that is all the guest characters from Mortal Kombat so far. Again, just to go to reiterate, we got Kratos and Freddy Krueger from 9. We have Predator, Alien, Voorhees, and Leatherface from X. Then we have Joker, Spawn, Rambo, uh, Terminator, and Robocop from 11. And hot damn it, this list could be a little bit longer if Bruce Campbell or whoever had been able to play ball and get Ash Williams into MK11. Because remember... Not first trailer with the Combat Pack 1 or whatever it was. I think it was Combat Pack 1. Where it was just like, oh man, blah, blah, blah. This person's coming and this person's coming. And then, ring, chainsaw sounds. And one more. And it was like, oh my god. It's fucking Ash Williams. And I said, maybe. But I'd prefer if it was Doom Guy. With the chainsaw and all that. And then I made a joke about it's probably gonna be Marcus fucking Phoenix, right? <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't any. Of, it wasn't Marcus Phoenix. It was nobody. You know who that chainsaw was? The Joker. The Joker. <laughs> joke. It was meant to be the Joker the whole time, guys. <laughs> right? Because that's I think what everyone assumed kind of happened was they lost Ash and was like, well, we teased six. Um, who do we not have to ask for permission? Joker. Boom. He's in. Right, that might be part of why it was such a weird fucking prepubescent freaking elementary school Joker, because they just had to whip up a model in like fucking two hours, and then you know work on his fucking shit later. I am pulling those those numbers and words out of my ass. I don't know if that's exactly how it happened. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take these guest characters. I'm gonna rank them on three things. I'm I'm gonna do three different little categories. I'm gonna do. The worst fits, the best fits, and my personal favorites. So worst fits are the people who you kind of tilt your head and go, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like that, that doesn't really work with what Mortal Kombat is, you know? And number one, right at the top, is the Terminator. I really think that the Terminator does not fit very well at all for one simple reason is he's a robot a full-on robot you can look at the fucking you can point to the Lin Kuei and the Cyber Knight Cyber Eyes Ninjas and be like well what about them they're cyborgs they have organs in brains they make decisions stuff like that right they are not full-on killing robots right you can do a fatality you can rip out a cybernetic's stomach you can shoot a cybernetic in the brain you can't do that with a terminator with a terminator they're just a robot how are you supposed to and they, they kind of like half-ass their way through it just because like whatever and like a lot of the fatalities make no sense on terminator 
It's like, how do you disembowel a full-on fucking robot? How do you, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna shoot this robot in the knee. It's like, okay, the robot doesn't care, right? And plus, he's so big and so hefty that, you know, nobody's gonna be able to pick him up, throw him around. And like, especially like, there's like the Baraka fatality, like where, with the with the face off where he stabs you in the brain and bites into it. It's like, yeah, he's gonna rip off the Terminator's face, which that's already a fucking problem right there. And then you're gonna bite into a bunch of circuit boards and wires. It's like, okay, yeah, he's a disgusting demon creature, but you can tell that they really futzed with the the, the anatomy of what the hell a Terminator is and how the hell a Terminator works to get it to work in the context of Mortal Kombat, right? In another fighting game, like, if he was in Street Fighter or something, where it's like, I'm just, or fucking Tekken, it's like, I'm a robot who's punching and kicking people, okay, whatever, right? That'd be no big deal. But in the world of Mortal Kombat, where it's just a, where it's like, you gotta fight and then disembowel and just murder and bleed to, like, how the hell does Scarlet cause the Terminator's heart to explode and kill him? No, it wouldn't. You know what happened if she did the, like the veins thing and put it in his chest and his chest burst out? He'd be like, that was annoying. Stomp, 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 stomp. And he'd fucking punch her face in. Like so many fatalities, so, many, so much stuff doesn't work when the character is a full 100% robot. Which it was kind of a problem with Frost, to be honest. Which was, they would go back and forth rapidly on, is she a cybernetic or is she a full-on fucking robot with a brain, right? They couldn't really make a decision on that, and I didn't particularly like that either, right? I didn't like the fact that Frost was... Again, they couldn't decide, is she a full-on robot that just has a human brain as a processing system? Or is she a cybernetic like the regular Lin Kuei? The answer is shut up. <laughs> the answer is we don't care that much, she's cool, right? And that's fine, whatever, right? But if we're just talking in terms of, like, who fits the best, I think the Mortal, that Mortal Kombat... Mortal Kombat's the worst at fitting in Mortal Kombat. No. Terminator is the worst fit of the guest characters. Number one. Number two. Again, going back, they made it work. But Freddy Krueger. I really think that Freddy Krueger, to this day, like they again, they made it work. But Freddy Krueger's a trickster. He's a weirdo. He's a freaking pervert. I don't really think of him throwing hands with people. And in fact, I, I, I was like, oh, well, he did in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, kind of the joke in Freddy vs. Jason was when he actually attempted to fight Jason, that Jason fucking ragdolled him. You know? So, yeah, Freddy, and again, like, in terms of, like, being a dream demon and all that good stuff, yeah, he fit. He worked out okay. They were able to make it work with Freddy. But the whole thing about uh, I don't know it just Freddy Krueger he's a trickster he's a diabolical bastard in terms of like who's somebody that fits in the aesthetic in the world who makes sense who do I think of as a badass fighter man I don't think Freddy Krueger now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to go two I'm going to do two of each so best fits the people who are just it makes perfect sense they fit aesthetically, they fit character-wise, they make sense. Everything about their inclusion is totally logical, that they would want to be there, or it would make sense that they would be there in the first place, right? I think these two are pretty damn easy, which is 
spawn makes perfect sense he's a demon he's basically kind of like scorpion if scorpion was like a superhero he's got the the look he's got the personality he's got more than the bloodlust to you know keep up with somebody well with the cash of mortal combat and he's got the the weapons the arsenals the skills to back all that up and the second best fit the second person that fits just slides in the best and makes the most sense that they're there predator from uh, mkx predator like i said I, I already did the pitch i could just copy paste all the audio into here but what would a bounty hunting alien love more a, a freaking trophy hunting bounty well, i guess not bounty hunting but a trophy hunting for sporting alien creature want more than just a congregation of a bunch of the most fearsome non-human badasses in history in all of the realms of the world you got the world's toughest lizard man. You got the world's strongest human beings. You got the you got the world's strongest. You got the realm's strongest shokan. You got the fucking alien. Like it was a playground for the predator, and it was like, it, and especially with all the alien worlds and all that. If you were to tell me that the predator was canon and has been in the Mortal Kombat world this whole time, and he entered the tournament in Mortal Kombat One to collect the skulls of the greatest fighters of all the realms? That makes perfect fucking sense. Now, the only thing that doesn't really make sense is the whole hunt part of it. But you could, you know, if you wanted to headcanon it, you could say that, you know, we didn't see the hunting part and we're now just at the final showdown of these two. Right, you could headcanon that the predator has been hunting their opponent the whole time and now it's just like, all right, fucking let's go and get trying time to earn that skull. Right. So yeah, those two, I think fit perfectly and time for my two favorites, which I think you can already guess based off what I said, which is Jason Voorhees. Cause I am a simp for Jason Voorhees. And then we've got the Joker. Both of them fit. Both of them have good play styles. Again, even if Jason's is a little basic and a little kind of underwhelming, it's still not bad. It's just when you compare it to other characters, compare it to other people, it's a little lacking. But standing alone, they're not, they're not bad. They're not bad. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, having a simple character like that. Again, even though I would have appreciated it and preferred it if he was a little more wild and crazy and had a little bit more unique shit going on you know i would definitely prefer that don't get me wrong but i still like jason because i and i just love jason i love friday the 13th i love jason i've seen all the movies i own all the movies uh friday the 13th is like if we're not counting the act well actually no even if we do count that friday the 13th is the franchise that i own the most shit on because i've got like a tiny little uh jason Voorhees funko pop that my mom bought me one time like a little keychain size. I've got this Friday the 13th lanyard. I bought a crocheted doll of Jason Voorhees for like 60 bucks. That is my pride and joy. Uh, I've got all the DVDs. I've got so much Friday the 13th shit, right? Not so much, but pretty good amount. 
even more than Mortal Kombat, as much as I love Mortal Kombat. I don't have, like, a lot of Mortal Kombat stuff, you know? And unless you count the games, of course. I have pretty much every game. So, and then the Joker. Joker, a lot of fun to play. He's the perfect pick for if you want to have DC representation. He had a really, like, super fucking uh, unique play style, a unique personality. Just... And, and he fit really well. He fit really, really well. And he was like, it isn't like just being fitting and appropriate and all that. He was just a lot of fucking fun to play. And his brutalities and fatalities are, they're, they're fun is what they are. They're fun. They're fun in the way that you would expect the Joker to be fun, which is horribly fucked up and cruel, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So that is a recounting of all the guest characters and their little subcategories that I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm alone in my feelings about the best and worst fits. But hey, whatever. So guest characters, they're part of Mortal Kombat's DNA at this point. They are ingrained in the series and they're not going away. And personally, I don't think they should. I think they're fine. Because, again, so I, I think I might have talked about this on a different episode of the podcast, so I'll, I'll say it quickly. People who get mad about guest characters don't understand how the guest character process works. In fact, fuck, Ash Williams is an example of this because people like to think in their heads, it's like, oh, oh, we got RoboCop, but we couldn't get Reptile? It's like, that's not how that decision was made. They decided not to do Reptile, and then independently they decided to get RoboCop, Right? Because if that was how that worked, because like people say, oh, we couldn't get Molina, but we got fucking Spawn or whatever, right? If that's how that worked, then when they lost Ash Williams, they would have put in Reptile or Ermac or Molina earlier on, obviously. Because they did end up putting Molina in, if you didn't know that for some reason. No, they were like, oh, we didn't get Ash Williams. Let's put in the Joker. Like, those slots are made and dedicated for guest characters. And so the idea is like, oh, well, we got the freaking whoever stole this spot doesn't really make any sense. All that being said, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with, uh, with guest characters in Mortal Kombat. And, again, they're going to continue. They, they tend to go by themes ever since X, I noticed, like I said. X was, like, horror movie characters. Uh, 11 was, like, 80s nostalgia. I don't know what they're going to do this time. I like to think that maybe they'll do some more video game characters, you know? You know, because more common is a video game. So I've got a couple of ideas, a couple of pitches of characters that I think would fit well and they'd be fun to play and all that good stuff. Number one, at the very tippy-tippy-tippy-top, is what I think is the most obvious one. Which is fucking Doom Guy. Doom Guy would rip and tear and absolutely fucking holy crusade his way through the Mortal Kombat roster in a bloody, gory, fucking amazing mess. And I think that between the, the look and the weapons, especially with the newer games with the sword and the new guns and all that, he would have one of the hard, hardest hitting, most damaging, fucking badass move sets yet. Like, period. He, and plus, again, I, he's one that I've always wanted. Like, ever since they started doing uh, guest characters in Mortal Kombat, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if Doom Guy was in. 
Now, now I will say the intro dialogues and stuff would be kind of boring if they did them right, which would be... Well, yeah, 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 I guess in MKX they had two different characters who just didn't speak, you know? Well, three. Four. All, none of the DLC characters spoke, and I'm thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> or the, the guest characters. Like, yeah, Predator and stuff who growled, but, like, the most of them in, in, either growled or said nothing. But, yeah. I think that would be fun. Uh, he would be really freaking cool, I think. And they got so much to work with, so much, like, backstory and stuff they could pull from, so many different weapons, et cetera, et cetera. That'd be really fucking cool. So, yeah. Number one, Doom Guy. Number two, another, uh, freaking, what's the phrase? Another veteran in the FPS genre. Which would be Duke Nukem. Duke would be fucking cool to have an MKX or MK12 or whatever, Mortal Kombat game. And I know Duke Nukem isn't the most popular right now, considering it's been 11 years since his last game. And that game wasn't very good. But, or was it? When did Duke Forever? I'm thinking it was 2011, but I might be wrong. But Duke Nukem as a character is fucking cool. And, like, he's got the freaking build of Jax, the, atti the attitude. Actually, he's got more of an ego and an attitude than Johnny does. Especially, like, newer, more mature Johnny, which, again, MK12 probably wouldn't be as mature of a Johnny because they'll, they'll be doing a reboot. So he might he'd go back to the more egotistical Johnny. But Duke's got, like, he's on another level of just arrogance and... Just, I'm the fucking coolest. I've got balls of steel. And just... <clears throat> he's got all the different weapons. He's not afraid to throw hands. He's got years and years of freaking games for references and shit to pull from. You can have fun with the fatalities of him like going into first person or whatever. You can have like his fatal blows and his fatalities and stuff. Like bringing in like the, the pig guys and all that. You know... Like, his wind poses would be risque and risky. And I mean both those things separately. Because I imagine most of his wind poses would be, like, him throwing money at ladies and shit like that. Or, freaking, freaking like, one of his wind poses is just he walks up and just punches the opponent in the dick. And they just fall over and, like, ah. And he, yeah, just spitting out those 80s action star one-liners and... I just think Duke Nukem would be really fucking cool and uh, would be really good fucking character for to be a guest in the Mortal Kombat world because he is not afraid to get his hands dirty. He is a tough son of a bitch. He is a good fighter. He's got a whole arsenal of fucking weapons to work with. He would fit perfectly. Uh, one that I'm not super familiar with but I think would work aesthetically is Chainsaw Man who is somebody that has been getting a lot of groundswell recently. Chainsaw Man, I know pretty much nothing about other than the fact that he looks the way he does. And he just uses a bunch of chainsaws. And apparently it's something with evolving, like being possessed by a demon or some shit. But th this isn't one that I'm super de uh, dedicated to or whatever. Uh, oh, excuse me. However, that's one that would probably work is Chainsaw Man. That'd be a pretty cool uh, DLC character. Or guest character. Not necessarily DLC, who knows? Maybe he could be on the actual roster. He would fit. Freaking man-made chainsaws possessed by a demon or whatever. Be cool. And so, one more. Just to cap this whole thing off. And I was thinking, what is somebody out of the box? 
what is somebody that you wouldn't expect, but would make a lot of sense. Somebody who you would, nay, not even not so much expect, but never think would happen. Somebody from another fighting game. Another fighting game that people often put up against Mortal Kombat. But somebody that would actually make it in. I put a lot of thought into it, and you know who I think would be a really good character to bring into the Mortal Kombat world? Would be Juri Han from Street Fighter. Juri is maybe, except for possibly Bison, the perfect character. If you were going to pick one person from Street Fighter, kind of like the DL, the DC thing, where it's like, well, we don't want to have, you know, actual Mortal Kombat stuff happening to our DC characters. But if we were going to pick one, because that's always been the, the thing with Street Fighter, right? It's not so much that they don't like to play ball, because they've done crossovers with a bunch of people, right? They'd be, for, if the money was right and the deal was good, they'd be willing to do a crossover with whoever. Except for the fact that they don't want horrible, violent murder things to happen to their freaking head-leading mascot characters. They don't want freaking Chun-Li to get freaking shot in the vagina and then have her eye get, eyes gouged out. They don't re- want Ryu to be sawed in half very, very slowly. Etc., etc. But Jury, she's a pretty big character in the, in the Street Fighter fandom. She's been in, she's debuted in, I think, either 4 or Super 4. And then she was in 5. I'm pretty sure the leaked roster showed that she's going to be in 6. People love Jury. Jury is great. She is one of the best brand new characters to the Street Fighter franchise since 2. She's fantastic and she's crazy. She's crazy. She's a villain slash anti-hero. She has no problem killing people. In fact, she talks so much shit about killing people and having so much fun freaking when you're dead and all that good stuff. And she's kind of got that Sundere thing going. I can't remember. Is it Sundere or Yundere? The one where it's like the crazy girlfriend who wants to murder you because she loves you so much. She kind of got that kind of a vibe. She's got the Tenden engine. Jury would love to, as a character, Jury would love to be in the Mortal Kombat world where she could just freaking take off the weighted clothing and just go for it, right? Take off those shackles and restrictions that are the T for teen, relatively grounded, relatively uh, tame gameplay that is, or tame violence rather, that is Street Fighter. If you were to take Jury, put her in the Mortal Kombat world, and be like, all right, no limits. You can fight however you want. You can do whatever you want. You can rampage. That's not the word I was looking for. Rage? Whatever. You can rage. You can murder. You can gut. You can kill. You can fucking do whatever you want. You can just destroy people with no restrictions. You want to kick their hand off? You want to rip out their intestines? Whatever. Go for it. She would have a ball. And... You know, she's already got a, like, as another fighting game character, she's already got a moveset, right? And she's already got projectiles and everything, right? So she, like, she's got, like, a dash. She's got a projectile. She's already got the basic Mortal Kombat character, like, formula down, right? 
she's already good there. So, because, in case you don't know, all Mortal Kombat characters have to have a couple of things, right? They have to have simple, like, mix-up combos, or it's like, you know, high, mid, low, whatever. They all have to have projectiles, and they all have to be able to block. And they all have to have some kind of throw, right? There's, like, a, a basic fucking thing for every Mortal Kombat character. And then they take that general skeletal frame and build upon them. Jury is one of those characters that already has that. She's kind of like a Shoto, but not quite, right? She's got her projectiles. She's got her comp she mix up. She's got her throw, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So she would be personality-wise, gameplay-wise, and in terms of like if 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 you put a gun to Capcom's head and say, okay, you have to put one character into a Mortal Kombat game that you're going to be okay with being disemboweled and disemboweling people and they have to be a recognizable name you can't pick like fucking uh what is it uh it's like six from uh third strike that white blobby thing you know you have to pick a recognizable name and you have to be comfortable with them murdering people viciously and getting murdered viciously you have to pick one go they would probably pick jury han because they don't want ryu to uppercut anyone's head off they don't want chun li to get disemboweled M. Bison? Maybe, but he might be too established and recognizable of a character and too, like, ingrained. What, what? They might want to protect his brand too much to want to be willing to see him get ripped apart or whatever, right? Jury, though, she's new blood. She's not in the old movies. She's not, you know, Jury isn't on a hand-drawn arcade cabinet art, right? Her brand, her look, her whatever you want to call it, is a little more flexible. So, I think that'd be cool. If I had to, again, if I had to pick one realistic, like, this could actually happen Street Fighter character, I think Jury Han fits that role perfectly. So, yeah, there we go. That's this episode about guest characters. Ones that have happened, ones that could happen. What do you think? Who would you like to see as a guest character in the next Mortal Kombat game or in a future Mortal Kombat game in general? Let me know. Uh... And thank you for tuning in, and I will see you next time.